0: Welcome back to the Be Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and I'm super excited for today's guest. Our reunion is long overdue. We met quite a while ago. I can't remember quite, maybe a year, two years ago, pre-nonsense pre going on in the world. And we connected over our love of talking all things mindset and just healing energy, all the good stuff, and bringing you to... Um, a good place in the industry so that you can show up bigger and better. Gloria, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited too. And I I feel like we do very similar things. I know you talk a lot more about energy and about like really showing up big and in your power. And I just, I've been seeing you show up a lot lately on social media, all the reels you're making. I'm like, God, I wish I could lip sync. I just can't memorize a single <laughs> sentence for God's sakes. I hate reels. I hate them with a the passion. <laughs> I feel like um, this is one of the most beautiful things and why I started this podcast is so I could have conversations with other people who are trying to like up level our industry. And so first, I just want to say thank you for showing up the way that you do, because it inspires me, even though I don't get to tell you that all the time. Like, I feel like when you find people that can kind of move, you're like, I see you, I see you. And it pushes me to like, keep doing what I'm doing in my own way and watching you do shit in your own way. Like, it's just, it's awesome. I just love it.
1: Thank you. You inspire me too. So I have been wanting to start a podcast for so long. And so when you invited me on here, I'm like, I'm doing it. Like I'm doing it. And so I put it out there because I wanted the accountability, but it's just been something that's just been so, I've just been so stuck, you know, and just actually just moving forward and actually doing it. So oh, you thank you.
0: You're, you're like a regular person too. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And that's the thing I I laugh all the time because people, you know, you probably get this too with your coaching clients. They're like, how do you do X? And how do you show up like this? And how do you, I wish I could be like that. And I'm like, don't worry. I struggle with other things as well. Like just because I can do one or two things really well, doesn't mean I don't struggle with other things. So I'm sure you run into that as well. Like you just said, you've been wanting to start the podcast, but for some reason you haven't yet. Like, yeah. And that's the thing about, I think the coaching that we're doing is you don't have to be perfect or know everything to be able to help somebody else work through their own shit. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of my clients would say, they would always say like, what would Gloria do? Like, that's the kind of question they would ask themselves. And um, I just have to remind them too, like, but I think it helps when we can show up and be vulnerable as well that we do run through the shit, you know, it just is. We've just kind of gotten to a point where, we know what our threshold is, right? And so even though we might be running through the muck, um, we've just decided to, to keep working that muscle of to continue to push through yeah. and work through it. Mm-hmm. But it helps, you know, to share that with, with others too so that they can see like, you know, they don't put us like on a pedestal, you know? Like we, we put our pants on the same freaking way (laughs) that you do, you know? And so um, I see that happen quite a bit as well, you know?
0: But I think the difference is, and maybe, well, I don't think I'm wrong. I think the difference is the level of which we've both invested in ourselves over the last couple of years it does give you that confidence and it does give you the skill set and foundation to then turn around and help other people and also yourself to like do the hard things and to get to a higher threshold of like, what makes you uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. cause there's still that fear. We still have the scarcity. We still have imposter syndrome that comes up or the worthiness stuff that we talked about, like, but the difference between maybe people like you and I and other people that are doing things at a higher level, is they already expect that's going to come up. They already know, Oh, I'm going to feel like that. But you know what, once I I see you, I feel you about to do it anyways. And it's like, when you just continuously prove to yourself that even if you experience some of those feelings, whether it's at a 10% less than you used to, like the fear still can pop up at every level that you put yourself in.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think if you look back before you started investing in yourself with like other courses, other programs, other people's masterminds, um, would you say you felt kind of alone that you were like, probably the only one that felt like that, but until you got in the rooms with other people, you're like, wow, we all feel the same way, even if we're slightly doing things differently.
1: Oh yeah. 100%.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, that was like a huge pivotal point in my life is when I decided to invest in myself and double down on me and my growth. Yeah. And little did I know, you know, that the work that I was doing by investing in myself, because like once you invest, like you're invested, right? Like the work that I was doing for myself was then going to become a ripple effect for other people.
0: Right. I think people think that. Then- It's sometimes hard to see what like your return on investment is going to be when it comes to like personal development type of coaching or programs, because it's one thing to go to like an extension class, right? It's X amount of dollars. You're going to learn how to do the extension. You're probably going to get some free shit and you know, immediately you can turn around, get clients and do that service and make money. But when it comes to personal development and it comes to things, it's like, yes, you can invest and you're invested, but then you got to go do the work that goes along with what you just learned. Like you can get given all the tools, all the strategy, all the stuff, but if you, don't, if you don't then implement, like it's for nothing. And you go a couple levels deeper with your coaching and teaching around energy and around really healing the things that keep you stuck. And in that place where you're not making the changes, where you're not showing up for yourself. So is that really who you like to work with when you do your one-on-one coaching as people in our industry, but what are they usually coming to you for?
1: Um, yeah, a lot of times they're, um just stuck, you know, on a hamster wheel, um, really not understanding why they keep repeating the same patterns or why they can't make those bold scary moves of like changing their environment, raising their prices, you know, doing the clientele that they want to do. Because a lot of the clients that I work at ha- are seasoned stylists. Mm-hmm. So we're programmed, you know, a certain way. And we think success looks a certain way. It's just kind of what we were taught and shown. And so a lot of the work comes from doing the mindset work and just changing the story and the stories that we create in our head. Because so many, I mean, that's a a huge part of it is is the stories that we're creating that we're not even really conscious of.
0: Yeah, it's wild, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but yet it's keeping us like we're, we're our own gatekeeper, right? You know, we're, we're the one that, that's like bottlenecking ourselves off, you know?
0: Oh, we're always the thing that's in the way. <laughs> like we all yeah. <laughs> or your circumstances or, you know, whatever that might be, but generally like we are the reason why we're not doing the thing. And that's sometimes hard to like acknowledge. And it's, it's, a, it's even harder when you are aware that you are, but you don't know why you're doing it. And I think that component is what I run into with a lot of my clients too. Like I'll hear them say things over and over and I'm like, why do you keep saying that? Or why is that the story you've created? And once we peel back the layers, it's like, well, that was what was told to me growing up or that's what somebody said to me. And that's what I fully like believed forever. And I get that that might not be right anymore, but I don't know how to then choose a different path. Mm-hmm. So um, if someone's listening right now and that's kind of what they're struggling with, like, we're, I mean, where does somebody start when they, they are repeating those same patterns and they're really struggling with like how to get out of that hamster wheel bullshit stories that they've been just like living on forever.
1: I think it's investing in themselves, you know, getting a mentor or a coach, um, that's going to help with those areas and kind of help expose some of the areas that, and the stories that you're creating and then working back to see like, where, where did those come from? You know, where, where were those, you know, planted um, to begin with, because so many times it, it become, it's a lot further back um, to where we decide something at a really young age.
0: Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. So now that you stepped into this role of like mentorship and coaching, like How have things shifted in your life for you now that you've like kind of accepted this calling that you have and you're doing the coaching and you're, I know you've really niched down with your business too. So how, how have things shifted for you? Like personally that you've now stepped into this, like more powerful mentorship role.
1: Um, personally, like I think the growth is just, it's always there, but at the same time, like it's different because, you know, I, 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 I'm like a born hustler. Like, I just work and I'll burn things to the ground and build them back up because I can hustle and grind. And, like, you know, I, I always wanted to, you know, prove myself that way. To whereas when I started doing this work, this was a whole nother level of work because it was more of like a, a stillness, which is very uncomfortable for a lot of us. Uh-huh. A lot of the times, why we're so busy and why we're hustling and why we're grinding. Is because we're actually running from something. And so the the real work is being still and going in. And that becomes very uncomfortable for a lot of people. It was very uncomfortable for me. And it didn't feel productive. I didn't feel, you know, I felt like I was, I was like people were going to think I was lazy, like what was happening since I was pulling back from that hustle and grind and burn, you know. And now that I see this, and it's something that I've just had to continue to work on, I just see that, like, when we start to change things internally, is when things externally will start to show mm-hmm. and become. It's a, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a more of an ease, it's more of a flow. I can't say that it's not work, but it's different. And so now I'm just, I'm totally committed to that work, totally committed to you know continuing to do the inner work and also holds a safe space for others to do the same thing. And we're not meant to do this alone. We're not meant to to run alone. And so I think that, you know, even with what you're doing is just so beautiful because it's such a a community and a connection. And that's what we all like truly thrive for. You know, that's really what we seek too is we want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And when you've created this community and this connection and this mentorships and these coaching, like you, you're being seen, they're being seen. And I feel like that's a huge part of, you know, our, our work is we, we do so much for um, so many behind our chair and we're constantly giving, 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 but yet we're just, we're serving from reserve, we don't, we don't even know how to like fill our own cup and to serve from overflow. That's totally different. You will show up differently. You, you will have like, you know, that the creativity, the, the spark, the joy, the fun, the love, the expansion, you know, when, when you can serve from overflow, but when you're serving from reserve, it just becomes grind. It becomes resentful. It becomes, just depleted, burnt out. And it doesn't need to be that way. And so I think that's a lot of why we're here is, is to show and to elevate our industry and to show that that it can be different. And that we're we're worthy of receiving, we're worthy of, you know, giving to ourselves. and it's our birthright. the expansion the evolving the growing like all of it is is our birthright and if you look at any one of us that are that's you know doing anything that you see that maybe you wish that you could do or you're not quite sure how to do take that as like driftwood like of what's possible and it's just a mirror to show you like a little part of what what's a deep desire inside of yourself when you see other people doing things. There's just like this this little you know desire that's just laying dormant in there. You know when you see it in other people, though, it's, it, it, it like sparks this sparks a little something inside of you. But it's just knowing that to take that and to know that that's part of something that you can do, and it only takes one small step makes a compound effect you know when you can just make one move and we don't have to know like all the steps and you know a house it's just like just move and i always say like when you move the universe moves or you know god or whatever you believe in you know just it will it just, it bends for the courageous one. And it takes a lot of courage to actually take one step towards whatever it is that you want to do, what, you know, make a change, get, you know, and start investing in yourself, like doing that, the scary shit.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, no. And I, we hear all of our mentors that we both love so much say that, like, until you take that next step, you're not going to know what the next step after that is. And so if you're in anticipation of step five or 100, like you're never going to have the courage or bravery to take that next step. And even if it's wrong, you'll know, and then you can backstep and do it the other way. Like Chris Harden said an analogy the other day of people who stay on the wrong path, even though they know it's wrong. It's like, if you were driving up to a vacation destination and you realized you drove two hours the wrong way, would you just keep going the wrong way? Or would you be like, oh shit, and turn around and go the right way? You know, we don't give ourselves that kind of grace and permission when it comes to things in life. Like you hear that with people with like relationships, or if they're at a salon that they're afraid to leave, or, you know, working with people that aren't, a match for them anymore. It's like, well, I've already put this much time in, or I've already done this. And so therefore what you need to suffer and you need to stay in that shit. So, you know, sometimes the first step is just becoming aware when you say, mm-hmm. and then from that point, it's like, what's the next right step. And that's all you got to know. And again, it could be just the next step to lead you to the next right step. So it's like having that grace around it and trusting that if you're asking for the signs and you're speaking what you want into existence, like, I love that If you move the universe will move, like tweet, tweet, Oprah shit right there. <laughs> it's so true. And it's like, did you feel like that was where the shift happened for you to like step into owning kind of fully changing your business from doing all the things to becoming like an extension specialist and an educator? because I know that was probably a scary transition to say, this is now all I'm doing. This is who I am. And this is the type of clients I want to serve. Like, how did you know you were ready to like go down that path of really specializing in in extensions?
1: For me, it was really about, you know, finding what lit me the F up. Like I was just lit, you know, and just the creativity and, um, the transformation, all of that. And so I think it, it's really with, with anything, if you, you know, love doing balayage or haircuts or whatever, you know, it's like finding that, that um, creativity again, and that spark, you know, and being okay with just honing in and, and just getting really freaking good at that, you know, and, and, being okay with just saying that's what you're going to do. It was extremely hard for me. I had clients that I had for 15, 20 years and it would have been a lot easier for me to tell them I wasn't doing hair anymore than for me to tell them that my business was going in a different direction and that I was going to just start doing extensions. I bet it was, it was so hard. And I grieved. I mean, I sobbed. It was like gut-wrenching, grieving, 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 like because it was a loss for me, like because of the relationships and the connections and the feelings, like all of it, you know, but at the same time, it was like these attachments and these, you know, that, that I had that were just kind of keeping me stuck. And it was just a matter of you know, becoming okay with like your business going in a different direction, you growing and you expanding. And I think that's a lot of what happens with, with us is that we become afraid of our, of success. We become afraid of actually doing what, what we really love doing and getting paid for it. And so therefore we, we stay stuck because we're afraid of leaving people behind and that's how it felt for me As I felt like I was leaving my clients behind when really I was blessing another stylist. They were going to go somewhere else. They were going to go to somebody else. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was time to, to, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the energy and everything has to keep moving. And I feel like when I could let it go and know that like, it was time for them to, see somebody else and it was time for another stylist to be blessed, you know, with them and vice versa, you know. And so um but it was hard. It was hard. It was it was one of the hardest things I think I've done and I think it was a big part of my identity I felt like I felt like you know people were going to what were people going to say about me, you know, like all these things as you start to grow and evolve, you We get these stories in our head that that people are going to be having these conversations about us. And, um, you know, majority of my clients were just excited for me. And here I played in this horrible pit of all these horrible stories that I created that was that, that how it was going to play out, you know, when I told them that this is what, how my business is going to go. And it wasn't even like that, you know, it was maybe a couple, but out of all the clients, you know, I had to let go like 90% of my clientele. And I was, I worked 12, 13 hour days and I was double booked. And so I had a lot of clients that were with me for a long time, but it was extremely challenging. But at the same time, there was just like this huge growth that happened in that, um, in that time too, that just felt so scary. There's
0: that fear. Yeah. There's that fear. Yeah. Never goes away. Like it always pops up when you're going to the next level or when you're making a big change. Because the reason I think fear pops up is because we don't know when mm-hmm. you don't know how something's going to be. Like, of course you're going to have fear around it because it's it's unexpected. Something, yeah, you know, the big scary monster could come out, and you know, if you could fail, and oh no, what if we fail? Then then life's over. No, then you figure it out, but. I I know so many people, myself included, that have stayed doing what we do because it's just what we've always done when it comes to like the behind the chair business. And I've now said for almost three years in a row that I was going to retire at the end of the year behind the chair and move into this new space. And every year my clients are like, no, don't leave me. And of course they say it with love and would happily like give me a hug and say, well, where are you sending me? And I, I, even the last podcast I was recording, one of a a random client just popped in my head and she, I love her to death. Like I would prefer to just be friends than to do another base color gray touch up on, you know, it's like, but I literally was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to text her. I'm going to tell her I miss her, but I'm not going to ask her to come back to do her hair because (laughs) I, I would rather just go get coffee with her. You know, she was such a great client of mine and she would be happy for me. She probably is happy for me. She probably thinks I'm not doing, who knows what she thinks, but you know, it is these crazy ass stories that we tell ourselves why we stay stuck and why I think it's just sometimes a a, a crutch to play small, because even though maybe you're not extremely happy with where you're at, you at least know what's going on. And I I know for men, it's true, but more for women, like, we just want to know what the fuck's going on. Like, Mm I like, I like structure. I like a schedule. I like to know what the fuck is like always going on. And so when you change things up, especially taking away ninety percent of your clientele, like you didn't know how that was gonna go. Like you had hopes of how it was gonna go. You had some. Yeah. Home- I'm sure you already had some extension clients, and that's why you felt like okay, it was time. But that's still like be like I- I'm done with this. I'm exhausted. What's next? So you know, taking that risk and trying something. Like even right now I'm feeling so motivated. Sorry if any of my clients are listening. Like I gotta, I gotta find a date and I gotta just be done because I want to go all in on this other stuff that I'm doing with the business coaching. And it's truly been on my heart. And I think even though we love something sometimes like Lori Harder says it best, like when your cup is so full or when your hands are so full of what you're doing, if the next amazing opportunity or the next right step appears, like you can't do it or take the thing because your hands are full. like oh i i want it but like if i put this down then i you know i'm gonna lose this thing so if you consciously release and make space like you said earlier that's so beautiful but yeah it's like the hardest fucking thing for us overachieving hustle mentality fucking grind to the bone if you don't do it no one's gonna do it as good as you mentality like that is so hard to unlearn the doing and to just yeah it is like the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. And I still struggle all the time with it.
1: Yeah, totally. And it is like a muscle. Like I said, like we have to keep working it and it's like, it's hard. And then like we get through something and then we have to work it again. Like you think you're through that shit and it's not, you know, like you keep working the muscle, but at the same time, I also have learned that when, um, I'm being pulled to let go of something it's like am I trusting and believing that it's possible right um because so I caught myself so many times being like oh well when this happens then I'll let go of that you know and I felt like you know for me it was like you know God source, whatever it was like, do you trust or or are you you're kind of like wobbly here? So you're not quite ready yet. So when you're ready, it will come, right? And so um that's when I had to start taking these leaps of like just leap and just know that that I'm gonna like there's a net there that's gonna catch me and support me, and that is my source, you know, and it's like Oh, okay. And I just jump and I close my eyes and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm okay. You know, but that whole in between before you land into the net that is like expansion, that is growth. We're constantly trying to get to the next thing, the next goal, the next thing. No, like right now in, in this void and in this, you know, growth and this uncomfortableness, like that is part of the experience. Because once we get to where we're going, we're going to have something else.
0: So get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Be comfortable with the unknown and the scariness, not to say throw everything, you know, out the window and say, fuck it, what's next? But, you know, when you are clear with your intentions, when you find that, like, when you have clarity around what you want your life to look like, what your vision is, what your foundation is, like... Those things start to appear in your life and those things start to show up. But if you're too busy in the doing over here, you're like, I'm starting to see the little signs, but I'm like not as trusting in the universe and God to like give me what I've asked for. Cause a lot of times what you ask for is right there and it's right there for you to take, but you're too afraid to let go of the other shit that the opportunity just sails right past you. And it might come by again, it might not. But if, if, if you get really clear on your intentions and like you are staying in awareness and you teach so much of that with your coaching, because you are an intuitive with when it comes to what sometimes we can't see within ourselves. Like that's why having someone who a mentor and a coach like you is so important because a lot of times when we're in our own stories and we're in our head, when we're in the doing, like we can't see the other shit. And like, it takes sometimes somebody who is like, has, has, no emotional attachment to your shit has no emotional gain or loss when it comes to whatever you're doing, who can just clearly see because they're, they have a bird's eye view of everything you shared and the nonsense that you're creating. Um, and they can say, Hey, you know, and kind of pull you out of that, like washing machine cycle that we put ourselves in and say, it's time to step out of this. And like, you're ready or you're not ready. You got more work to do, but having that guidance and having someone like who, who really has your back and helps you slow down, be seen, know that they're like held in whatever place they need to be. Like that's so powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I believe it is too. And just knowing that you have the support and the accountability and even if it's just to get to where you're going, you know, like doesn't mean that it has to happen overnight but like I said when you when you take one step and you move things will start to open up for you and so when you make that move with your coach or your mentor or the community or whatever like when you start to make these moves things start to really truly open up for you and then you start to see a little bit clearer but it like I said we we just we can't do it on our own, we're not meant to. So I don't know why we get so fucking stuck in trying to do this shit on our own. But I think it's a lot of it comes back down to like how we were raised, things we had to do when we were younger, what we decided when we were younger. And so therefore we just, we run into this like masculine, like I got this shit and we have our guard up, but yet we were not open to truly receiving and we still want to have that, I can do this, you know, on my own. And it just, it it keeps us so stuck. It keeps us so, so stuck and like alone and it doesn't have to be like that. So I just, I love like just the growth and stuff I think that we have been through and that how important we see that having somebody there to kind of hold you accountable, to make these moves and to show you that like, it's okay. Cause we've done some hard shit. We've made some hard moves. And so I think when, when we can show that we survived, it gives them, it gives other people hope, like Shit, okay, I can do this and it's scary as shit. And she understands the fucking pit that's in my stomach right now or the stories that I've created in my head and she's gonna call me out on them and or help my help me kind of work through them because my nervous system's fucking shot and I just I'm just I'll just become paralyzed almost and do nothing, you know? And then you just slide into this pit. and then there and then you're just you feel stuck down in this pit of these stories and defeat and you know maybe it's not for you and all of these things but being able to have a mentor or coach or the community the connections to to create that net for you to just jump yeah like i just visualize like we're just like jump and we're here and we're going to we're going to catch you you know it's so it's like it's, it can be, you know, we have that fear, but fear and excitement are the same feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you think about jumping, it's like exciting, but it's also scary as shit. Right. So it's like, it's that same. So you get it, you have a choice. Like, what are you going to choose? Mm-hmm. What are you going to choose to feel? And so I think just having somebody there to be able to kind of help guide you and and we have that shit inside of us we just need to to be reminded right you know
0: yeah and I always tell my son too whenever he like expresses that he's scared or has any fear around something and I say it's similar to the excitement piece I said you wouldn't have any fear around this if you didn't care about it you wouldn't have fear or any like you know nervousness towards something if you didn't care if it wasn't important to you and so that's why I think leaning into the fear of things is so important is because that shit must mean something to you otherwise you wouldn't give a fuck and you would like yeah I'll do that or whatever no big deal like there there is something intuitive about fear that if you can flip that I'll never forget like the first time I stepped on stage like I was scared shitless when I was doing competitions back in the day scared shitless. But I was like, you committed to something like you're going to see this all the way through, whether you suck, who cares? You're going to check the box, whatever. And I'll never forget the poor girl behind me was so scared. Like she was literally scared. (laughs) She was breathing all crazy. (sighs) And I was like, Oh my God, she's going to pass out on me. And I looked behind me and she's like doing that. And I was like, I got to be 2% less crazy looking than her. And I'm going to be okay. Like, I was like, there's no way I look like that so i'm going to be good and it was like that gave me the confidence to know okay everybody up here is just scared let's go girls like i wish we could have all held hands and done it together because it would have you know it's that energy of just like community and it it would have been scarier if i was up there by myself like but because there was all of us and i'm like they're all scared as shit we're all shaking
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it, and that's really the truth of all of it is is like even when i have people on this podcast even when i do podcasts like now I don't feel fear when I get on this anymore. I don't have the like upset tummy. I am so excited. It's shifted from fear to excitement, but at the end I'm still cold, sweaty I'm still like hyped up. I'm still talking too fast. I'm still kind of schizo and all over the place, but now it's from a place of like wanting to serve and like connect versus like in the beginning, it was like, check the box, do the thing. Like that was a step I had to take though, to get to this place. Totally. So beautiful. And in doing that, like I did all kinds of things wrong in the beginning, with coaching, with this, with investing, like hiring people. I'm like, I got a list of what not to do over here, but without doing the things, without taking the step, without doing things through the fear anyways, I wouldn't have what I have now. And is it like some of our mentors yet? No, but I don't give a fuck. Like I'm in the arena, like we always say. And so that's what counts to me. I'm happy. And the pace I'm moving at, that's the fucking pace I'm moving at. Like you said something so profound that, I don't know if you ever listened to this podcast episode. It was actually with Lori Harder and um, Britt Siva. So I'm sure those of you who listen to this podcast know who Britt Siva is. She's also a hairstylist coach, uh, has a podcast called The Thriving Stylist Podcast. And then Lori Harder is one of my dear friends and mentors from the mastermind that I coach in. And they, of course, were talking business and blah, blah, and they, you know, got to this point in it where I don't know who started the conversation, but one of them talked about the need to be proving themselves came from their mother. And I literally was on a walk in the morning in the boardwalk and I just started crying. And I was like, oh my God, I, this was only a couple of years ago. And I was literally like, that's why I've been doing all this. Like the proving the worthiness to who? Like I thought I was just a hustler. I thought I could just get shit done, check boxes, do all the things, like no big deal. I can outwork anybody. Like I know, I'd, you know, all that shit like you were saying earlier. And I never stopped to think why. Why why am I doing this? Why do I operate this way? Why do I feel the need to like be better or do better or take more clients or say yes to everything or do the next thing? And it's not my mom's fault, you know. She she did the best she could, but really she poured into me like be the best. If you're gonna be a hairdresser, you better be work at the best salon because this isn't a real career. And like just the little itsy bitsy one sentence stories that were told to me 25 years ago had such a compound residual effect that I was making decisions in my thirties that reflected those one or two sentences that were said to me. And it took years of personal development and investing in unlearning to hear what I needed to hear so that I could clear that space to be like, okay, well, if that's the case, what do I really want to be doing? What would I be if nobody told me what I should or couldn't be? What would I want to be doing? How do I want to show up? And it was like, that's where I'm like, I want to step into teaching. I want to talk more. But when you grow up and you talk a lot, everyone tells you to be quiet. Like, <laughs> people pay me to talk and give them advice. Like, who knew?
1: So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Exactly. And see, and I think that's the thing, too, that I've I've found that even, you know, as I've been doing this um, personal development and having mentors and coaches and all of that, like, I still would run into like, you know, yeah, like you said, like, we maybe make mistakes along the way or whatever, but you, there's still that deeper layer of like, what was it, you know, and, and um, why, why, why are you doing that? you know? And there was still even, you know, years into doing this personal development where I would um, just stay busy with the learning part. But yet, I wasn't actually sharing it, or using it, or teaching, or anything with it. And you, it like you can't keep that. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I was holding on to stuff because I wanted. I just wanted to keep. I wanted to be good. Or really, you know. So the more and more and more and more that I um, received. I, You know, maybe I would be better, but at the same time, it was just biting me in the ass because it's like it's an energy thing that needs to keep recycling. So, like, what you're hearing, what you're learning needs to become a ripple effect. You know, you can't just keep all this teachings and learnings and everything to yourself. And that's what I caught myself doing, but I had to, it was just another layer that needed to be exposed of like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I was trying to be have everything just so. Before I stepped into this next role of like teaching or, you know, mentoring, coaching other stylists, because I was so attached to my identity of doing hair behind the chair for 24 years, you know, that to do this, I felt like I had to have all this stuff underneath. It was like, hello, what about your fucking life experience and just knowledge and period, right? Like, what about that? That's a long time. And so, um, I just, it was just, I had to realize that like, you know, when we're doing this work and so it it does become a ripple effect, but we also have to share it where we're at, you know, and I think that's that taking the messy action, you know, and I think that that's what's so beautiful also about the podcasts and like when you show up on social media and stuff like that, like it it's so you know it's it's an energy exchange and so therefore you're you're continuing to pour out like what it is that you've learned or some of the experiences that you've had or maybe something that you've picked up from your coach or your mentor or, or just in life in general with your you know being a mom and an entrepreneur and you know wanting to create an impact and, and all of these experiences help other people no matter what and we we just keep thinking that we need to be so many steps ahead you know And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why, you know, I just felt so inspired to just stop fucking around and just get on and and just, because our words are energy too, and they, they hold something for people. And so I think our presence, our words, like everything is needed, exactly how we are. Yes. Exactly how we are
0: and whatever you have to say is for whoever needs to hear it and that's the yeah. thing about like there's enough to go around and like i for the rest of my career and having a podcast will always be be bringing people on here that i can promote and share what they do because we could give the exact same haircut, right? This is just like in our industry. We could color hair exactly the same. We could have been trained. We could take the exact same amount of time, charge the exact same price, but whoever is meant to be in your chair will be in yours. And whoever's meant to be in my chair will be in mine. And that's why, like, I had an opportunity at one point to partner with this girl with a podcast and with what what she was working on. She's similar to what we do. And we got on a call one time, we recorded a couple podcasts and like the comments that were coming out were real negative about women and women working with women and stereotyping how this industry is. And in my mind, I was like, that may be your story and that may be true. And that may have been your experience. It was not my experience. It was, it is not the story I wish to retell. It is not how I want to portray what goes on in this industry. I am for empowerment. I am for collaboration. I am for giving all the space. I am for bringing people with me. Like we can't work together. And she didn't like that. We haven't spoke since. And I was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be who you're going to be, but also know that like you could be doing the exact same thing as someone else. And there's room for you to do what you're going to do too, because there's going to be a slightly different version of you. And like, literally in my first couple morning coaching calls, like just know that if people don't allow you to be you, they're not for you. And mm-hmm. so that comes with clients in your chair that comes with friends, family, like that comes with any people that you're going to do business with later on. And, and it's like having that knowingness that however you're showing up is enough. And I'll never forget this one consultation I had with a potential coaching client. She was a salon owner. She'd been in the game like over 20 years. And I could just feel the level of like, I want to get out of the salon ownership. I want to get into education, but I really think I need to take a couple more classes. And I looked at her and I was like, what's two more balayage classes gonna do to get you like where you need to be? I'm like, girl, you know, 20 plus years of owning a salon, teaching people, like teach what you know, like teach what you're comfortable with first. And she just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, no, like if you are stuck and I need to learn one more thing or I need to take one more class before you could start the doing, you're never gonna do it. And it was, it was wild because like, sometimes we forget people still are thinking that way. And so I think that's what the beautiful thing about having a coach or a mentor can do is like guide you through that bullshit story that she had and then push you to, (laughs) you know, it's like, the best thing when you see people get out of their comfort zone and just really start to show up in whatever small way that they possibly can. And then it's without fail, always a ripple effect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think we're just, we're moving away from that. Like, you know, there's like the, the scarcity, you know, like there's not enough clients to go around. There's not enough business to go around. There's just, there's not enough or, and it doesn't, yeah. Like it just doesn't have to be that way. There is enough to go around and who is for you will be with you. And like you said, like we both could say the exact same thing and somebody might hear it differently from me and from you. Right. And so, yeah. And I just, I feel like that's just, part of it and how it works. And it's just taking that, you know, the messy, the messy action and figuring out along the way, you know?
0: Absolutely. I love that. So you guys can follow Gloria on Instagram at Gloria loves beauty. She not only offers one-to-one coaching, she also has a energy healing membership that she's about to launch. Woo. Woo. I'm so excited for this because I feel like it's going to be a game changer for so many people. <laughs> you guys are going to love the name. It's called Big Energy Stylist. Okay, <laughs> And I just I just know that like when you guys can get into community with other people and you can really like find your tribe, that's when like you can unlock the magic. That's when your cup will get filled up and everything extra will flow over into your community, into whatever it is you want to do. You're going to show up as a better coworker, a better spouse, a better parent, a better, all the things. Um, so I cannot encourage you guys enough to go check out what she has and just stay in her energy. Cause it's always so good uplifting. She's so educational, entertaining. Like I just get all the feels. So go follow Gloria, tell her I sent you. And if you guys love this episode of the podcast, please tag us with either an aha, a takeaway, something that resonated with you and let us know how you feel about it. Um, Shoot, Gloria, DM, tell her hello. And also, you know, we we love to stay inspired. So if there's someone you'd like to see on the show, let me know. I would love to bring them to you. Gloria, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're awesome.
1: Thank you. I had so much fun. I loved our conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: And I can't wait to be on your podcast soon. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So good. Okay, guys, until the next one, I just want to send you guys so much love. Take the messy action step into it. You got this. We believe in you. We're doing scary things too. And uh, we want to send you all the love and support. So we'll see you guys on the next one.